Let's go geocaching. <laughs> this is it. It's time for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, where you can escape the muggles in your life for almost, but not quite, 30 minutes. This podcast is sponsored by the Four State Geocaching Society and was recorded at Digital Planet Studios near Joplin, Missouri. Now let's welcome our host, Where Is It Now? Hey, good morning, everybody. It's that time again. It's time for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast. This is episode number 115. 115. Well, welcome back, everybody. I'm so happy to see you. I hope you've had a really productive week or two of geocaching and that all your dreams have come true. I'm sure, I'm sure they have. Help me make one of my dreams come true. I haven't asked for a long time. Please follow us on Instagram. It's the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast. Uh, probably about the time you type in where is it now, you should have found me. But follow us on Instagram because that's the applause for this podcast. Um, so I want to show you something. Look at this. These are notes, scripts. This is a script for today's podcast. And those of you that know me know that I don't make notes. I don't write scripts. I just turn on the camera and the microphone and start talking and let it let it flow. Okay. I didn't do that now because I don't want to make mistakes. I have lots to talk about when it comes to Germany and our in the tour. And I don't want to forget things or forget people or screw things up. So we'll be using the script today as far as you know. So today is geocaching in Germany, part one. This is part one of what I believe will be three parts. Maybe I won't be able to get it all said in three parts because I don't have a ton to talk about today. But let's get started. First of all, I flew out, I drove out of Joplin, Missouri, down to Northwest Arkansas, which is in Bentonville, Arkansas, and grabbed a plane about 6.30 in the morning, headed to Atlanta, where I had a six-hour layover, which I had forgotten about. But I kept myself busy. I played games and got on all the socials and did all the things, and it was fine. However, we had a four-and-a-half-hour uh, delay, not one delay. We had delay after delay after delay that ended up getting us out of there, not till about 1030 or 11 o'clock at night, which means that no one on the flight ate their dinner that we had gotten on our flight. It's like, I didn't. Mr. Brandon, do you want your dinner? It's like, no, I want to go to sleep. And those of you that have listened to the podcast for a while probably know I go to bed at 8.30 in the morning and I get up at 4.30 in the morning. Wait a minute. I go to bed at 8.30 at night and get up at 4.30 in the morning. So at 11, it's like, I don't want to eat. I just want to go to sleep. So I went to sleep and good news, I didn't wake up the entire night. When I woke up, looked out the window, we were over land already. So we actually landed not long after I woke up, which was really cool. It's kind of like I went to bed in, in Arkansas and I woke up in Germany. We landed in Frankfurt, Germany, and I'll try to drop a picture of the airport right above where I'm talking here. Uh, I don't know why I'm telling you that. You'll either see the airport or you'll see me still, but I'll try to drop a pic in there. And we got to the airport and I was two and a half or 
four hours late. I can't remember how late I was for the group that was waiting for me, but late. And there were two of us, Nikki, uh, who's from Portland or Seattle. I don't remember which, um, got there on time, but her, uh, luggage was two and a half hours late, making it from the plane to baggage claim. Now I didn't have that problem. So all in all, I actually got there two, two and a half hours late and got to the van before she did. Now there were two vans, two Mercedes vans, black, of course. Right. And I was in one of them and Nikki was in the other. So both groups of people, there were five of us in each van, both groups of people got delayed waiting for Nikki and I to get there. And guys, if that caused you not to be able to geocache, I apologize. I know it affected you some because you would have left and and gotten further away, but you were kind of geocaching around Frankfurt waiting for us. And I thank you for that. Thank you for waiting and not just saying, you know, catch an Uber wherever it is we were going. Uh, so anyway, we got a late start. And I will tell you what, I was in the van with Daniel, Joshua, and Tammy. Tammy is Joshua's wife. And I don't know that anyone else was in our van yet, but later we would have more people in it. And um, we headed straight for a geocache or two. And I can't remember which one was first. I think the first one was actually on a fence row. Um, and we walked to it. Actually, now I remember, I'm remembering a couple. Anyway, we got a couple of caches that would beat most caches in my area as gadget caches. Uh, but the third one, I think the next one after that was amazing. Now we pulled, we were in the country and we pulled the, the van into a little road that you could see, you could walk down and we got out of the van and we started walking down and we take a ride across some water. And pretty soon we see what we believe is a homeless camp. You guys been out geocaching and seen like a tarp making a little place for somebody to sleep and keep their stuff dry. It's a little bit nerve wracking. And um, so we were a little bit uh, nervous about that. Joshua said, oh no, a, a, a homeless camp. Well, uh, I'm going to show you a video of that cache. That cache that we found near the homeless camp was actually the best cache I had ever seen in my life up till that point, right? Now, they just got better and better and better. We had so many amazing caches. But let's go to the video and take a peek at that cache. Daniel, this yes. is this is just like a this is somebody's home. You, you can't you can't mess with just like a little like encampment. I like I'm I'm pretty, I don't know. I, I would like to see what's beneath it. Okay, right? let's see, let's see what's beneath it. What? <laughs> what? Wow! I want to go for a ride. I want to hop in here and just point something out. That video ended early. I don't know why. I'm sure the one that he was shooting went longer, but mine didn't. So anyway, let me tell you a couple things. As you're looking at that bicycle, you'll notice there is a wooden box on the front of it. And there's a lid, so you lift the lid up off, you know, it's a hinged lid. You fold that back and underneath it is a glass panel. And as you get on the bike and you start pedaling, it starts 
making a display, a digital display underneath the glass. And if you ride long enough, one at a time, after a while, it gives you the combination for the lock that you see at the bottom of the box. And when you open that lock, that's where the cash is. So cool. All right. What did you think? That was pretty cool, wasn't it? That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I love that cash. Well, let me let me check the script and see what I'm supposed to talk about next. Oh, yeah. We headed from there, if not directly from that cache, pretty soon after that cache, we headed for Worms, Germany. Now, Worms is spelled just like it sounds, W-O-R-M-S. And I said, we're, we're going to Worms? And Annette, one of the guides, said, no, it's Worms. And I said, so it's Worms? She said, no, it's Worms. And I said, Worms. And she just looked at me. They say it differently than we do, but I couldn't hear the difference. It all sounded like worms to me. So we drive to worms. And now I'm going to go sideways for a minute and tell you I was with my grandson the other day. And we drove to Lawrence, Kansas to a CETO event because we had to get that souvenir before it was over with. And I mentioned, he asked how the trip went. And I said, well, it was great. We went to worms. He goes, worms? Now, my, my grandson's a minister, and he was excited about it because that's where Martin Luther had some trouble, right? And no, not Martin Luther King. Uh, Martin Luther that Martin Luther King was named after. Well, anyway, in Worms, Germany, Emperor Charles, which is different than King Charles of today, decreed that Martin Luther was a heretic, and he banned his writings. And he ordered that his guards capture Martin Luther and so they could imprison him. Now, that never happened. They never did imprison him, which is good for you, Martin. But they did. Uh, he got in a lot of trouble. And so if you're ever thinking about, you know, reforming a church, keep in mind that his life, that was a that was not a high point of his life. Now, I think. Someone told me about this, and I wasn't paying attention to what they meant. There was a church that was a little ways off from where we were staying at our hotel, but you could see it on the map at least. And I think some, and there's a virtual there, and I think they may have said, you know, it's the church where Martin Luther blah. But what I heard was wah 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 wah, right? So I didn't didn't register with me that this was an important place in history. So I didn't go. I didn't walk over there. And I think some people did. That is one thing that I regret. It's the first thing I regret of the trip, not participating in or not going out and doing. Worms, wonderful town, wonderful place. And that's where one of our guides, Netta, is from. And, uh, and maybe that's why we went there first. Who knows? But it was fairly close to Frankfurt where we landed. And the hotel, I mean, we pulled up and I went, okay, it's on a river. It's got a restaurant like in a beer garden. It's probably going to be cool. And we got our rooms and I went into my room. And if you haven't been to Europe yet to enjoy a, a room in Europe, if you've ever been to New York, those are big. European hotels are small. 
and they have small beds and small bathrooms. I walked in and I paid to have a room by myself, not to have a roommate. I opened the door and there was a single bed. It's like, wait a minute. If I had had a roommate, what would have happened? I don't know. But there was a single bed and I had this feeling of, darn it, I don't want a single bed. And then the bathroom was small and the room was small, but it was really nice. It was homey and nice and so clean. You could have eaten off anything. And uh, bathrooms in Europe are fairly old. I mean, I don't know how to say it. They're tiny. Like one hotel we stayed in, there was two handles on the shower and the sink. And it took me forever to get a temperature that wasn't cold or too hot. I felt like Goldilocks trying to work that out. Um, but anyway, the room ended up being awesome. I slept amazing. And in fact, I slept amazing every night. But that was my, we were there two nights. And those two nights, I felt like I was, I don't even know how to describe it in this really cool little apartment as a younger Mike. And uh, it just felt like home and very comfortable. And that bed, that single bed was fine. Now, there's another thing about Germany, at least. I haven't seen this in other European countries. They have this thing where they make a sheet and a blanket into one thing. It's a sheet on one side and a blanket on the other. And you get one. You get one. And if you're there with your uh, loved one, your significant other, you get two. You, you wait a minute you get two single beds you don't get a whole bed they don't do it that way you get two single beds and two of these single sheet slash blankets to put on i don't know how you exactly cuddle in those things uh, it, it was odd it was a little bit odd but i was alone so it was fine uh, i want to also tell you that when i got there not long after we got there, it was when the anxiety started. I started having anxiety, not about being in Germany or meeting new people, all the things that normal people are anxious about. I was anxious because I had no money, zero euros. Now, I got on the internet, which knows everything, right, and looked up the conversion, and it was a dollar nine. So one dollar and a nine, one. 09 in American dollars equals one euro. But it warned me not to exchange at my bank before I left because the prices would be high, the exchange rate would be high, and even more importantly, don't do it at the airport because they would be sky high. Let me get a drink here. For those of you watching, that's a Perrier with lime. Where's my coffee? It's over there behind me, and I just Felt like something cold to drink. Um, so I had no money. And when we went to the event that night, there was a cute little ice cream shop that had soft drinks and ice cream there. And I was dying of thirst. So I went up to get a Sprite, which they had, and an ice cream. Guess what? They don't take dollars, which isn't shocking. But what was shocking is they didn't take credit cards. And I got to tell you, hardly anybody on the first couple of days there took credit cards. You had to buy something pretty big. So I had credit cards I couldn't use. I had American dollars I couldn't use. And I had no euros. And that was the first night of it because I wanted a drink. And I couldn't get a drink. 
and I was a little bit bummed. Let's just put it that way. I was I was pretty sad about it because I'm used to being able to buy a drink when I want to, but here I was in a foreign country. I couldn't get a cold drink, and I live for cold drinks and coffee, one or the other. We went to the event, and it was not far. It was what I would say is about two blocks, maybe three, but it, it's just it's pretty close. And this is number two. Tip number one, get money before you come. Go ahead and pay the extra at your bank. Make sure you have money so you're not stranded, right? And I guess tip number two is if you're on AT&T, make sure you're, you have an international plan turned on automatically. That way, when you enter another country, it just charges you 10 bucks a day and you can talk all you want, use your GPS, all you can do anything you want. You can watch Netflix. Uh, it's unlimited data for 10 bucks a day. Um, so there's two tips. But anyway, we, we drove to this event. And first of all, thank you, Daniel and Netta and Cashier Ryzen for what an amazing job you did planning this out. Not only was there an event waiting for us, but there was one every day and sometimes there were two. That was really cool. We got to meet all these wonderful people. Well, all right, the people were super nice. And here's another thank you. Thank you, the rest of the world, for speaking English because we can't speak anything but English. I mean, I feel bad about it, but it is what it is. So everybody that we ran across could speak English, and they were very nice, and they were glad to meet us, and we were glad to meet them. And they made us feel as welcome as if we were at a, an event in our own hometown. It was great. Now, there's something that I'm going to be talking about probably on every episode, and it was probably me, okay? It's probably me. I When I got back, I told some of my friends about it, trying to get them to agree with me that it was crazy, and they all thought I was crazy. And that is, we walked. Now, I want to tell you something. We had two perfectly good vans outside in the parking lot at the hotel. We had two perfectly healthy drivers to drive those vans. And at the event and the restaurant we ate at the next night, there was a perfectly good parking lot with a perfectly good road that went from one parking lot to the other. No, we walked. And it was only a couple blocks, but I said to one of the guides, it's like, why did you walk down here? Why didn't we drive? And they thought they looked at me like I was crazy. And now I've decided after telling much of my friends that evidently I'm the crazy one. But we walked down there to this event and it was amazing. But as I said, I couldn't get a drink. I couldn't get an ice cream. And I started freaking out. And Netta, one of the tour guides, said here, and she gave me a 50 euro bill. And that's cool. Uh, it's a lot of money, it turns out. Um, I mean, it's 50 bucks or so, right? And she said, here, just give it back to me when you get home or when you get money from an ATM or whatever. Now, I felt bad because I had 50 euros, one bill, and I didn't want to spend it because I didn't, I felt so stupid taking money from 
our tour guide. I mean, I just felt, I was so embarrassed to be real honest. So that night after the event, I decided I would walk in to the town of Worms. We were on the outside of Worms. Man, this is getting to be a long story. This isn't really about geocaching, but I'm going to tell you anyway so that you can learn from my pain. So I decided I would walk into town. Now I walked and I got there and I want you to know it was probably 14 miles. I don't know how many kilometers. It was probably 14 miles and I thought I was going to die by the time I got there. And it was kind of sunny out and hot still. And I walked all the way. Now, I should tell you, my GPS that I was following said it was only 1.6 kilometers. Who are you going to believe, me or the GPS? So I got to the ATM, put my card in, and it said, I'm sorry, we can't complete your transaction. Are you kidding me? So I went to another TM, ATM. I'm sorry, we can't complete your transaction. A third one. I'm sorry, we can't complete your transaction. So I walked, uh, I suppose, the 1.6 kilometers back to the hotel, still with no money other than the 50-euro bill that I had uh, been lent from Annette. <sighs> we spent two nights there. I I'm going to show you a video here in a little bit, but we spent two nights at this hotel, and... I loved it there. I mean, it was hard to leave, but I did tell you it was a hotel on a river. And I remember the first night after the event, we were eating at the, I think that was the night we ate at the hotel restaurant, the restaurant, at the hotel, which has one wall that's all windows and you can see the river. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty and everything until someone said, no, I looked at my geocaching app. And of course you can see the name of the river river. It was the Rhine. It was the Rhine River. Now, those of you listening in Europe probably don't get my excitement, but I'm telling you, it's one of those places that you read about and you study about and you know you'll never see in your with your eyes. You'll never see it in the real world. And when I realized it was the Rhine, all of a sudden it was very romantic and it got more beautiful uh, than probably it really was. And it made the, I'm going to use the word enchanting. It made the hotel enchanting, the whole experience. Good stuff. I'm going to go, let's go to a video. And this was taken the next morning, I think before breakfast at that hotel. Uh, all, there was a lot of dew that night. It hadn't rained, but everything was wet. So I couldn't sit down and I couldn't give you the best pictures the best video of the place but let's go look at the rhine uh we spent the night here uh, our hotel is on the rhine river which you can see behind me and it's just a beautiful morning it's 8 30 a.m a.m here and 1 30 a.m at home so i can't text or call anybody i'll keep you guys posted on some of the cool stuff we're doing we have seen amazing geocaches i think the first three caches we saw were as good or better than any of the caches I've ever seen in my life. Crazy. Okay, I'll see you guys in a bit. Pretty cool, huh? Now, don't you wish you had gone? Oh, I wish you would have gone too. Wouldn't it be cool if we could have all gone together? That would have been fun. Boy. Ah. Well, okay. So, I'm let me let me check my notes, see what else I'm forgetting.
Love it when on to page two. There's some complaining I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to say that. Um, the second night, we had another event at this location. And after, no, I'm sorry, after dinner the second night, which was right down where the event was the night before, um, I decided to walk to a nearby cache. And, you know, I'm just going to show you a, a couple of pictures of this. This was up some steps like it was like imagine a back alley that's dirt you know gravel and dirt and you go up these steps that look like they're three four five hundred years old and when you get up to the first flight you go oh this is kind of like a castle or i don't know what it is and then you go around the next bend and up some more steps and then you find that this thing uh part of this building holds up this the is part of the bridge that holds up the road and you actually drive through it so i'll show you a picture of that you should be seeing that stuff as i'm talking a picture of where you drive through a picture of a it's hard to remember exactly what it was but when i found the actual cache it was hidden near this big digital board behind glass that hardly I don't even think it was digital. I think there were analog little lights, little red lights, and it showed the water depth at all these different places on the Rhine, how they controlled flooding. It's hard for me to remember what it was, but it was amazing. Anyway, I found a little cash, walked up and looked at this building where you drive through it. And I'll show you that. I'm also going to show you a picture of I think, I don't even know what it was. It was just this really cool, another castle-like looking building off in the distance, which I don't think was the cool church where Martin Luther was. And I'll show you that picture, and then we'll show you some other pictures. I'll just keep uh, running some other pictures of worms so you can kind of see what it looks like. Guys, that's all for this week. That's a short, uh, it's a short episode, but when I come back next week, we are going to go from Worms to Munich, I believe. And we're going to be driving the two vans. We're going to get some geocaches and head for another town, which, of course, I've heard of. And it's just this whole trip was like all these things I studied in geography and I've seen in movies, I'm now seeing in real life. And I'm doing my favorite thing in the whole world. I'm geocaching with my new friends. Guys, I'll see you in two weeks for Geocaching in Germany, part two. You've been listening to the Where Is It Now Geocaching podcast. Please subscribe, rate us five stars in your reviews and tell your friends about the podcast. Now, be good lads and lassies and go and find a geocache.